Hi, I'm James. And how old are you? I'm seven. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he never lets us down. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and I'm so glad to get to spend this little bit of time with you enjoying God's Word while you get to spend the rest of the week talking to Jesus yourself and also talking about Him with your parents and friends. Remember how last week we talked about this new generation of Israelites and that it was like a new class who needed to know the good way God had for them to live in his classroom? It wasn't in a school, but they were getting ready to enter a new place across the Jordan River, the land God had promised to give them. Moses was helping them to see how God wanted them to love God and each other. Moses said, When God brings you into your special land and clears away the nations who live there, you must fight them and not let them live in the land with you. Don't let your children marry them, because they will turn your children away from following God, and your children will start to worship other gods. Chop their idols into pieces and burn them because God is making you into his holy people. He chose you to be his treasure, not because you are the biggest, greatest nation, but because the Lord loves you and had made a promise to your fathers. God rescued you from slavery in Egypt because he always keeps his promises and shows his love forever and ever to those who follow him. As you live in his ways, God will love and bless you and give you lots of children. You will have lots of food in your fields and big flocks and herds of animals. He will keep you healthy. But if you start serving other gods with the other nations, it will be a trap to you. If you feel afraid of the big strong nations who live in the land, Remember the amazing wonders I did to Pharaoh and all Egypt and how I reached out my arm and brought you out. I will do the same to the nations that are in this land. They will run and hide from you as if they're being chased by a swarm of bees because I am so much greater and stronger. And when God lets you win the battles, don't take the silver and gold on the idols, because God hates it. Everything must be destroyed so you can start over with God as your leader. God showed you how much you needed him through the 40 years in the desert. 
he let you get hungry so that he could feed you with the bread from heaven and so that you would know that God's word keeps you alive. He also made you healthy enough to travel and kept your clothes from wearing out. The hard things you faced were God's caring discipline, like a father with his children. You are going to have so much good food in this land. Wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, honey. And you will be full and bless God. But be careful not to think you did all this on your own. Remember how the Lord brought you from slavery and led you through the desert, filled with fiery serpents and scorpions and dry ground. Remember how he brought water from a rock and fed you with manna. You have not gotten rich on your own, for God gives the power to get wealth, to show you his covenant blessing. So don't forget him and be destroyed. Listen, Israelites, you are about to cross the Jordan River to fight tall and mighty people. Know that God goes before you as a consuming fire and will defeat them before you. When this happens, don't say in your heart, God gave me this land because I'm so perfect and obedient. God is punishing the other nations for their wickedness and to keep his promise to help you. But if you don't follow him, you will be punished too. You have not been righteous, but very stubborn as you traveled in the desert. And even right after I brought your fathers out of Egypt and received the commandments written with God's finger, your parents were at the bottom of the mountain worshiping a golden calf. I threw the tablets off the mountain and bowed before the Lord forty days and nights, praying for you and Aaron because of your sin. And God didn't destroy your fathers, but gave me new tablets with the commandments written on them. God had me make an ark of the covenant, and I put the tablets inside, and they are still there. All through your travels in the desert, you rebelled and didn't believe the Lord. So what does God want you to do today and from now on? He wants you to worship him and believe his greatness, walk in his ways, love him, and serve him with all your heart and soul, keeping his good commandments. God owns all the universe, the heavens and the earth, yet he put his love on your fathers and chose you. He is the Lord of lords, great, mighty, and awesome, giving justice to the orphan and widow, caring for the travelers among you. He is your greatness, so stay close to him. Remember all you have seen, so you can tell your children all my great works in the wilderness, from the plagues in Egypt to splitting the Red Sea and covering the Egyptian army to making the earth swallow Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. The land I'm giving you is so much better than the land you worked in Egypt, because I will send rain and care for it. But if you serve other gods, I will shut up the heavens and keep rain from growing your crops. 
Do whatever it takes to remember my commands and teach them to your children. Talking with them about it and writing them down in places in your homes where you will see and remember. No one will be able to stand against you. I am offering you a blessing or a curse to follow God or to follow false gods. Find the altars to the idols in your land, under the trees and on mountains, and destroy them. God wants you to bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, tithes and firstborn animals, to his dwelling place, not wherever you feel like offering it. And you can rejoice with the Lord there as he blesses you. You can eat meat in your own towns, but your offerings and sacrifices must be in God's dwelling place. Don't even ask the other nations about how they serve their gods, because God hates what they do. Some of them even burn their sons and daughters in the fire. Don't listen to any prophet who does a sign or wonder and then tells you to worship other gods. Pass the test of obedience by only holding on to God, His voice, and His commands. Put that prophet to death. Get rid of anyone who tells you to come and worship other gods with them, even if they are a friend or family member. Then Moses taught the Israelites more commands from the Lord and how to live as his treasure. He told them what animals they could eat and which ones they couldn't, how to bring a tithe from the first of their harvest and the first of their herds and flocks, how to forgive debts, every seven years, and care for each other so that no one would be poor, how to keep the Passover feast to remember how God safely brought them out of Egypt, how to keep the Feast of Weeks to celebrate the harvest, how to keep the Feast of Booths to remember how God kept them safe in tents in the wilderness, and how to choose judges and officers. They were to obey the priests, too, and if they wanted a king like the other nations, God would choose one for them. But the king shouldn't get a huge army or lots of wives or lots of silver and gold, but instead write out a copy of the Lord's law so that he wouldn't lead the people in turning to other gods. Moses told the people how to care for the tribe of Levi who would take turns helping the priests in the tabernacle. The people were never supposed to listen to fortune tellers or sorcerers like the other nations did. And God would raise up another prophet like Moses to speak God's commands to them. Moses told the Israelites how to set up the cities of refuge for people accused of murder, to keep the inheritance boundaries God would give to each of the tribes, and that any crime brought to court needed at least two witnesses. Each time they went to war and saw the scary chariots and horses of the other army, the priest was to come forward and say, Don't be afraid, for God is going with you to fight for you and give you victory. Any man in this army who has just built a new house or planted a vineyard or is engaged to be married, or is afraid, can go home. Moses gave the people all of God's laws about murder, 
captives in war, rebellious children, caring for other people's lost animals, how husbands and wives were to care for each other, how to deal with uncleanness, how to do honest business with their brothers, keep their promises to the Lord, care for the poor, orphan, widow, and travelers among them, and how to bring the first food from their field as an offering to God and as a tithe for the Levites, travelers, orphans, and widows. Moses said, Follow God's commands that you just heard with all your heart and soul. You said you would walk in his ways and obey his voice. Don't forget, you are a precious people to him. And as you obey, he will give you fame and honor before the other nations, and God will make you holy. Does it seem like God repeats himself a lot when he keeps telling the Israelites not to worship idols? Does it seem like he has too many rules for the people to follow? God had rescued the Israelites from a life of slavery to the Egyptians, and he knew that if they chose to live outside his ways, they would really be following Satan's ways and be a slave to him. He also didn't want them to do anything that made them think they were worshiping God, which is why he was so clear about the way they were to live. If they were trying to obey and follow God and wanted to know the truth of God's ways, God could help them to see when Satan was trying to trick them into sinning. Even though we were never slaves to Egyptians, we are all born as slaves to sin. That's why Jesus came to rescue us by being the perfect sacrifice for all our disobedience and unkindness and unbelief. When we join our lives to Jesus, we are saved from living apart from God forever. But Satan still wants us to live our lives thinking that idols like having lots of money, or always wanting people to think we're awesome, or having lots of friends will make us happy. The Israelites were supposed to chop up any idols they found, but we get to ask Jesus to come in and take the idols out of our hearts. Then people will be able to see God's beauty even more in our lives. And we can teach them how to let Jesus come in and take away the idols in their hearts too. We don't have to be afraid to let our friends know about our struggles with unkindness and selfishness because they can see that we need Jesus to be perfect for us as much as they do. That's also why we need the Holy Spirit's help and power every day. He can fight sin and Satan with us. He also helps us to trust God, to love the people he has in our lives, including people who are sad because their husband or wife died, or they lost their mom or dad, or they don't have enough money for clothes or food. Jesus wants to lead everyone who believes in him to work together and show how beautiful he is by the way we treat people, not so that people will think we're amazing, but so that they can see how great and loving God is. Just like the Israelites, God calls you his treasure 
And he loves shining his glory through you to others so that his love will look and even smell good to other people like a perfume of kindness. God loves making you more holy like he is every day. He wants you to enjoy knowing he's with you right now. But just like Moses and the Israelites, God also wants us to remember all the great and loving things he's done for you and others in the past. You could even ask an older Christian to tell you a time when they really saw how God helped them. God made a promise to Abraham to bless all the nations of the earth through him. And so we can also remember and see how God is keeping that promise by bringing people from all different nations to believe and live as his church. He isn't finished yet because there are still lots of people who don't know Jesus, but he is patient and excited about having children from every place around the world. Let's pray. Jesus, we invite you to come in and remove each idol from our heart. Would you let us be a part of blessing people in our family and all across the world with your love? Thank you for always keeping your promises. Amen. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to our episode today. See you next time.